This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is making finances easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Uh, this is Garrett Crawford and uh, my colleague Paul Cochran with Making Finances Easier. We are with Providence Advisors Group. Uh, we do this radio show every Saturday from 10 to 11. You can find us here. We're a local, uh, independent, registered investment advisory firm located in West Knoxville. If you know where that corner, uh, I always get the number on corner 16, right? Yep. Corner 16 up there, uh, right above that Kroger's on the, where North, North Shore Drive and Pellissippi intersect. There's a big red brick office building uh, right behind corner 16. We have an office there on the bottom floor and uh, we, we help people that are getting close to retirement, that are transitioning and uh, want help with their finances. And that's kind of what we spend our Saturday morning here talking about uh, just little vignettes of areas that we help a lot of our clients with and uh, we're going to do that again this morning but first uh, in the spirit of summertime uh, I had a question here maybe you and I could answer Paul but why don't you go first uh, whether a kid or high schooler and maybe sometime in your youth uh, do you have any like summertime ice cream shop memories uh, that stick out as a kid. I know every kid loves a good ice cream cone. Uh, where would you have gone in the, what would this be, the 70s or early 70s? Um, well, it, <laughs> actually the 60s. 60s. Um, so uh, it's funny you asked this because we were talking about this at a 4th of July get together. A bunch of us cyclists got together over to friends over off uh, Nubbin Ridge and and uh, me and another cycling buddy were talking about how much we enjoyed Dairy Queen when we were little. DQ. Yes, sir. So somehow uh, I found out that they would dip a, a vanilla cone in that chocolate uh, hardening stuff. And uh, it changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so good. In fact, through the years, I found a couple of them that were where they would actually do chocolate soft serve and dip it in um you know that that hard chocolate which actually created a uh a vortex of happiness yeah. <laughs> do you remember how much an ice cream cone cost back oh, in those days i grief. bet it was, it was so a coin cheap. so cheap it was it was maybe a quarter i can't remember what it was but uh what about you what was your ice cream uh kind of specialty well where i grew up in middle tennessee it was about 30 minutes north of nashville we didn't have a lot of stores nearby and so i really uh we we had a mcdonald's that we would go to i remember as a kid we had the uh, the orange sherbet uh ice cream cones this is probably yeah. the 90s i bet a lot of our listeners probably had kids uh where they remember ordering the orange sherbet ones but my brother was lactose intolerant so uh we just grew up on sherbet and sorbets and we didn't have a lot of dairy stuff but my more iconic summertime memories with uh ice cream was my mom was from northern maine and so we used to drive up to northern maine every 
just about every summer. And uh, they had things called dairy bars up in the north where hmm. there were just little shops, kind of like a Brewster's here in West Knoxville, and uh, except a little bit more of a community, homey, local feel. And uh, we would go up to Maine. There, Even up there, there wasn't a lot to do. It was pretty rural. But they had ice cream places. And uh, my mom and dad and my brothers and my aunt and uncle, we'd load up in the car after dinner and we'd drive to Holton, Maine. And uh, we would go to Holton Farms Dairy. And my brother would get a red hot dog. If any listeners ever been to Maine, you know what that is. He'd get a hot dog because he couldn't eat it. And uh, I, uh, they had things up there called awful awfuls and an awful <laughs> awful i think was like awful big awful good um but it was like a milkshake and then they put soft serve ice cream on the mm. top and they would i would uh as a look at i'd order a coffee awful awful mm. and that was my jam i'd mm. look forward every summer to to going up to that dairy bar to get me a milkshake but uh, we could take a pause and go get us a milkshake <laughs> and come back if you want to paul but well, you know sandy showed up uh from the grocery store uh yesterday or the day before I can't remember. She said, guess what? She said the Briars uh, peanut butter and chocolate was on sale. Buy one, get one free, or buy one, get <laughs> so one So we pick. got 10. Yeah, I got got a couple. <laughs> They're on the freezer. I said, yes. And so the good thing about those uh, half gallons is, uh, uh, you see, uh, this week I just finished the one from Father's Day that she bought. Yeah. So I can make, I can make a, you know, a half gallon lasts about a month because she doesn't need it. It's just me, but I'll just grab a spoonful, you know, and get well, it going. Well, you know, it's funny. This would be a great transition. You, you mentioned your ice cream at Dairy Queen there years and years ago. It might have been a quarter or something. Uh, I went down to a, uh, a place downtown. I won't put the name out, but I got a small cup of... Uh, Hand, what do they call it? Hand, uh, hand scooped, yeah. which I think adds to the cost. It's hand scooped. <laughs> it doesn't come out of the machine, but a hand scooped, one scoop of vanilla ice cream, and my wife and I both got one scoop, and it was like fifteen bucks uh, for two. And so, wow. what's the cause of that? Probably inflation <laughs> through the years. So uh, I know we're going to hit on that today, but what do you want to talk about, Paul? Well. You know, uh, it's interesting. We have been in a unique season, and I thought since we're halfway through the year, it's kind of a good time to take a little finger on the pulse, where we are, where we've been, where we're going. And uh, I think in this environment, you can't really address that without first kind of looking in the rearview mirror of what's happened with inflation. So to a little quick recap, when we look back over, you know, the recent memory, You know, it had been a while since we had any interest rate or really any, put it this way, any inflation at all. Um, When we look back in, you know, 2019, 2020, in fact, in the spring there when COVID began, uh, the the year over year inflation was uh, got as low as 0.12%. So it, it was basically flat no mm-hmm. change but then uh by the time uh uh april uh, of 2021 comes around we've got over four percent inflation and if you remember when it started kicking up right there in early 2021 the word on the street was hey this is temporary it's not going to be a big deal not going to happen and uh, but that's not exactly what happened by the time we got to um, June of 2021, the year over year was over 5%. And 
And then by the time we got into uh, the by the end of 2021, it was over 7 percent inflation. So what does that mean? Well, that means that if you had money in the bank, well, let, let's go a little further and, and hold that thought. So in by June of 2022, so that means basically a year ago. Mm-hmm. The year-over-year inflation was 9.06%. So what does that mean? That means if Garrett Crawford had $50,000 in the bank last June that had been there for a year, he'd have lost 9% on -hmm. that money. And so that's real loss. That's real money. Uh, people th- tend to think it's only a loss if they see it on their statement, you know, every yeah. month. But that that's a that's a, a, a legitimate loss. And so during those um, during those early uh, years of low inflation, we existed in a time frame where interest rates were basically nil, nothing, and. Uh, and we were introduced to Tina. Who, who's Tina? Uh, yeah, we we we've known about Tina uh, past couple of years, whether we knew it or not. But Tina was just an acronym in our industry that means uh, it was talking about stocks. But there is no alternative, mm-hmm. Tina. Uh, and the idea there was that interest rates were zero. People were getting. 0.1% interest rate in their banks. CDs were, uh, you might get up to half a percent if you really locked it up. Uh, and, and people started asking the question, Is and we had, we had a few clients we had this conversation with where they'd say, do I really want to put money into bonds? Is that really a winning strategy uh, for this upcoming year when I'm only getting maybe a quarter of a percent or a half percent. Yeah, sure, it adds ballast and, you know, should help me uh, in the next year. But isn't there something better? <laughs> and I think what, what's happened, uh, and I think people are seeing this in the news right now. There's there's quite a few headlines, but uh, especially the boomer generation as they got to retirement, where traditionally they would, uh, we, we use this term, de-risk, mm-hmm. uh, they start to increase their bond allocation. It was like, well... Interest rates are zeros. Companies are doing great. They're making money, and yet you want me to put forty percent of my savings in something earning half a percent. I mean, inflation might even be half a percent this year, and I'm going nowhere. And so this phrase came out: "There is no alternative," uh, meaning that investors just felt inclined to look for something other than a fixed income portfolio. And the only thing that was attractive. Uh, in the past couple of years were stocks. In fact, this uh, this week in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article that uh, entitled, America's retirees are investing more like 30-year-olds. And that's the reason. If they felt like, hey, I, 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 you know, I can't put my money under a rock, I'm not earning anything in bonds, I, I really need to put it into stocks, that's the only place that, that's going up. But... Um, kind of what we're talking about today here we're halfway through 2023 and by the way let me just throw this out 865-770-5031 if we are touching on something that strikes a nerve uh, please give us a holler Uh, we'd love to visit with you give you uh, give us give us a call and we can set up a phone conversation um, address some of your questions or concerns but this article basically is showing the net effect of what you're describing. 
And and so now, uh, what's happened? Now, what's different now that we're halfway through 2023 that wasn't true halfway through 2022? Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, uh, not just raised them, but dramatically raised them in a short period of time and almost like a whiplash effect where people were caught off guard when interest rates went to zero. Well, now fixed income is uh, three to four to five percent. And if you aren't keeping track, that makes a big difference. And year-over-year inflation, as of the end of May uh, uh, of this year, year-over-year inflation was 4.05%. So this is the first time in a little while uh, where you're actually able to put money into uh, a money market some money markets that you can find, or some fixed income that we have available here at Providence, and beat inflation. Yeah, and I, I was saying, I saw it just the other day, I think you'll start seeing newspaper, news article headlines in the next couple, coming months, but I, I track it probably closer than most people, but they're estimating right now Social Security cost of living adjustments will be announced in October, but a few of the... Uh, pundits in that area are predicting based on inflation over the past year that it could be 3% inflation adjustment on social security benefits. And so even with what you're saying there, Paul, where inflation is at 3, 4, 4.05, I forget, maybe you said 4.5%. Yeah, 4.05. 4.05%. Uh, I, you know, I think there's even another side conversation here. What's the Fed going to do for the rest of the year? And I think they've even kind of come out and said, well, you know, we may not be done raising rates yet. But I think part of our investment team's perspective is that we're closer to the end of the hikes than we are, uh, you know, even in the middle where it could go up tremendously more. And so uh, could could they go up by a quarter of a percent in, you know, in the next couple of months? Sure. But I think it would be more trending downward than upward. Uh, but inflation, with Social Security being at 3% maybe this October, fixed income still in that 4 to 5 range. Now we're talking about a very safe investment asset class that can beat inflation moving forward. Exactly. And so there are some practical applications for this uh, for, for all of you listeners. Um, well, first, kind of some of the bad news is that the, the, the main areas, it seems like, in my estimation, where these in, this in inflation has had the biggest impact, an obvious one, and all the real estate agents out there uh, kind of understand this, and that's been, you know, the housing market has been, you know, significantly impacted. I don't have the numbers memorized off the top of my head, but but uh, new, new housing starts, you know, mortgages, et cetera. Um, with interest rates over 6%, it, it has disincentivized a lot of people to uh, sell and buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also kind of a how does housing shortage, um, and that kind of adds to the problem a little bit too. Um, so, so that's one area. Another area is really any company out there that's living off borrowed money has, has seen a you know, huge uh, increase in their expenses mm-hmm. because their cash flow is depend depending on a loan, and then more specifically, small businesses who have to get small businesses who who don't have these large you know billion dollar you know turnover cash flows, they're they're really hurting because it's hard for them to even get loans. 
um, because banks are have just tightened the purse strings a, a, a little bit. Not all banks, but but a lot of them have. And so, uh, if if you're listening to this, and whether you're you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 80s, wherever you are in there. There's, there's wisdom in making sure that your investment allocation fits where you are emotionally, where you can sleep well at night, and that it also fits with what you're trying to accomplish in the long term. So there's an objective, uh, how you should be allocated, and there's a subjective, how you should be allocated. So we know now that we can allocate to some fixed income things and truly have some some better ballast. So we can we can have some stocks that can grow and we can also have some ballast in there that's actually earning some money. And maybe even beyond inflation. Y- yes. In fact, um, some of the numbers that we're looking at here, I know um, uh, this would have been uh, well, this is fairly recent. These are numbers as of the end of June that the NASDAQ composite, if you take the last 12 months from June of 2022 to June of this year, the NASDAQ is up 26.14%. Wait, what? I thought things were going bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, you know, just a side comment here. Uh, it, it, last year was such a slow, gradual mm. decline. It's, mm. it's been interesting with clients that when they'll come in, they'll say, well, you know, tell me the damage, you know, uh, you know, things are bad, uh, things aren't going to get better. And they're, they're usually surprised right now when we show them their, their returns uh, over the past 12 months. And I think that's, those are the numbers you're about to uh, share. But, you know, we, we've actually been in this little mini bull market off the lows in September of 2022. And, uh, you know, we've seen that in clients' accounts. So anyway, you keep going. Yeah, yeah. So the the S and P uh, from a year ago is up nineteen point five nine percent. The Dow is up fourteen point two three percent over the last twelve months. And so um, the, you know, I think based on just kind of adding on to what you're saying, I, I don't think any of our clients are, are below water for the year. If they own any stock at all, they're up. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, so here, here's the thing. Don't let anybody, don't let your neighbor, don't let your uh, friend at work, don't let anybody tell you how much risk you need to be taking. One of the things that I know uh, we enjoy doing, is, I know we've talked about it, is when we sit down with somebody, is helping them set up an allocation that they can feel good about, that they feel comfortable with. And so, um, and this is another place where I really do appreciate our investment team because you and I don't take a lot of pleasure in stock picking. Mm -mm. I was on a bike ride uh, uh, recently and this guy said, hey, yeah, you know, I always ask the financial guys I talk to, you know, uh, gosh, Apple's been going up so much, you know, should should I keep it or should I just let it ride and, and, you know, what should I do? And, and, uh, of course, I, Apple's kind of an easy one. I, I knew, I know, you know about Apple, but uh, but you and I, it's like the stock picking thing is not what it's not our jam. It's mm-hmm. not what we enjoy doing. Um, but we have a team that monitors these things really carefully, and so 
when we have a portfolio that, or let, let's say the um, our portfolio that focuses on dividend paying companies, well, they're going to back off from that in a year like this, and they're going to weight more heavily on the Nasdaq where the growth is. Mm-hmm. So that way they can really milk what the market is giving, and 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 carefully monitor every minute of the trading day what's going on yeah and i was gonna i guess pipe in with uh, we have this kind of uh detailed chart here in the office but back to the you know kind of original premise of maybe what we're talking about here is that retirees people in their 60s for so long that there just wasn't a place to go other than stocks to have this chance at actually creating wealth versus uh, sustaining or maybe declining wealth just to stay safe and uh, with the the latest whiplash of interest rates increasing in the fixed income space uh, I really feel like there is an opportunity uh, for people to diversify to to invest in something other than stocks mm-hmm. and it's prevailing it, it's it's common wisdom in our industry that there is a risk in taking uh, too much risk with your investments or being invested in too many stocks. I think the point I'm about to make can be tricky because the last 10 years you've really been rewarded for that strategy. And so when you're rewarded for something, shouldn't you keep doing yeah, that? Why, right. why don't, don't fix something that ain't broke. Right. Uh, but when circumstances change, I think as investors and as people and with that want to be good stewards of our finances, we have to find that opportune moment where maybe what we believed even last year and what worked well last year may not work for the road ahead there's i think that's where we come alongside people and we help them see what are the other alternatives and one of those common conversations we're having right now is it's probably time to introduce some more fixed income Mm. to your Mm. uh to your investments and what that's going to do it's going to keep your income close to where you were at and you're going to uh I don't say dramatically, like dramatically reduce your risk to zero, but it's going to make you feel better the next time you talk to your friends and they're down 20% and your account's down 7 to 8%. Right. And you're going to know that you made the right decision there. So uh, that there is no alternative. Tina, she's left mm-hmm. for 2023, mm-hmm. maybe 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a good time to revisit how you have things set up with your investment so that maybe you don't have to feel the pain of 2022 as much. And you don't even really have to reduce your out your outsized return potential uh, at the moment just because of the way things have changed. That's good. Well said. So we're in a different place than we were in 2021. It's important to remember that the stock market was working well and partly because the interest rates were near zero. So we're in a totally different place now, but we can actually make some money uh, and reduce risk at the same time. And uh, And I don't think anybody, I could be wrong, I'd have to look, I'm getting caught flat-footed here a little bit, but I don't think we had anybody that was down 20% last year yeah. um, just because of the way we were allocated. But... Uh, if you're wondering if you're allocated correctly, 865-770-5031. Garrett and I would consider it a privilege to be able to, you know, give you a uh, kind of an overview. We can look and see, hey, how are you allocated? Is this appropriate? And uh, we do that complimentary, huh, Garrett? Yep, love doing this. and. Uh 
Look forward to doing this again with you, Paul. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.